This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer. Let me give you that name. Folks write me and say, Trailblazer, you just say it too fast. It's Albert, Albert Pendarvis, Pendarvis, like P-E-N-D-A-R-V-I-S. I used to tell folks years ago, my dad smoked Prince Albert's uh, tobacco, and I said, I think you named me after that guy on that cover, Old Prince Albert. And I had some of my friends when I was in business, they called me Prince Albert. But you can call me anything you want to. Just call me old sinner, saved by grace. But we're bringing you God's message on divine healing, true and false. And I want to bring you a message that I believe is appropriate for this time. The old trailblazer gets kind of weary sometimes. But this is one of our choir CDs, and it's uh, entitled Labor On. So that's what we want to do. Labor on day by day. And if you would, labor on with me. Let's get out the gospel. I appreciate it if you do that. make you charge hell with a thimble full of water wouldn't it labor on that's what we do the lord tells us labor on be up and about our father's business i tell you i believe the lord hates laziness worse than they does a snake and i know i'm the same way in a in a measure my dad i was raised on a farm down here and my dad was a worker and he hated laziness he wanted you to if he asked you to run get him a drink of water he wanted you to run get it 
run get it. We lived about a mile from the closest little old store. Sometime we'd come out of the field and mom would be out of coffee. He'd say, son, run on up there to the store and get a pack of coffee. And he meant to run, trot on up there, trot on up there. Coffee's about two bits a pound. That's a long time ago, wasn't it? Oh, but my friend, let's be up and about our father's business. Let's don't be a drag about anything I hate. I hate for folks to drag into service after we got started already, you know, and and then they disturb everybody by trying to find a place to sit and all that. Let's get up. Let's get up. The Lord hates laziness. He does. He's a sluggard. Oh, my friend, I'm going to bring you a message about a sluggard one of these days. But we're looking now at divine healing, true and false, and we're looking at divine healing and blood redemption. Now, we're looking in our last study there in Egypt. The Lord said the Lord will pass through and to smite the Egyptian, and when he seeth the blood, he pass over. Oh, listen, that's salvation by blood. The sentence of death was not executed because the lamb had died instead of that firstborn individual. Sinner, do you know that the lamb died in your place. Can you close your eyes? Not if you're driving the truck now. Don't do that. But if you get somewhere quiet and close your eyes and look there to Calvary, look on that middle cross, and just stop for a moment. You know we live in too big a hurry, don't we? We're always in a hurry. We got these fast food places and people get in the line and if they don't get in a hurry, pull a honk in the horn and, and I saw where a fella shot another one because he's, somebody cut in front of him, all those things. But we living too fast, folks. Let's be quiet and let's get quiet. Do you know that Christ died for you? Have you ever recognized that the sentence of death upon you? Does that, does that are, 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 we, are we just, have we gotten so far removed from the gospel and from the Bible that we think we're doing okay, that we are right, and, and we do God a favor by shaking some preacher's hand and, and trusting him. Well, I trusted the Lord. I made a profession. Well, a profession will line you up in hell, my friend. You, if you're not saved, you abide under the sentence of death waiting for the moment of execution. Like I mentioned in our last study there in Europe, uh, they put a fellow in the death sentence, and they didn't tell him when they was going to, uh, take him out to the guillotine to cut his head off. That added to his sentence. But I'm telling you this tonight, this morning, you're under the you're under the sentence of the execution of death. But the blood makes a difference. The blood. Have you ever pled the blood? Did you know, sinner, awaken sinner? You can plead the blood. You can plead the blood. You may be laying flat on your back, can't raise an eyebrow, but you can say, Lord, I'm pleading the blood. Your blood was spilt. Your blood was shed. Your blood was given up freely to save an old sinner like me. Lord, would you save me? May by faith the blood be applied this at this time to the doorpost of your heart. I started to say this morning, but I know it's sometime at night when you hear this message. But my friend, do you have the blood as a shelter? Do you have a shelter in the time of storm? I'm going to see if I can find that song and I'll play it for you one day. The blood on the doorpost was not for the healing of those bodies, no, but for the safety of the firstborn who was under the sentence of death, condemned to die, and who would have died, but for the blood of the lamb slain. You too are under the sentence of death. You too will die unless the blood is applied to your heart. 
You can't stand and fight God and get by with it. I tell folks, I was putting a message together for the service one night. And I said, folks, you can't win by fighting God. You, you can bow up your neck and all of those stuff. You can bow up your neck. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We used to have a man in New Orleans many years ago. And, uh, and pastors get to say something that would get under his old rhinoceros hide. And I've seen him with his fist doubled up to where his hands was plumb white when no blood could get to him. And his message would go home to his heart. And he'd get up and slam the back door and almost break it off the hinges because he was so mad. My friend, you can't win doing that. You can't win. You know what would be so great? Just to come to Christ. Lord, I'm a sinner. Lord, I'm a sinner. I've been a sinner all my life. I sin because I love sin. Listen. Listen, you can't, you can't, you can't fight God and get by with it. You can't. I've said that about this this movement we got now with this same sex marriages. These folks are, are, are always uh, marching for their rights. We want our rights. We got the right to marry a man. If I want to marry a man, I'm going to marry a man. I'm a man. I want to marry a man. That's my right. If I'm a woman, I want to marry a woman. I want to marry a woman. That's my rights. Well, my friend. As God's word says, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. Did you know the Lord calls that abomination? Did you know the Lord saves sinners? He saves those folks if they repent. But if they never repent, they just wind up in hell. Now, my friend, don't let anybody confuse you on the redemption of your soul by adding baptism, church membership, divine healing, or anything else to blood redemption. It's the blood it's the blood, my friend. The greatest trick that Satan ever pulled upon some poor blinded soul is to lead him astray on blood redemption by putting the emphasis on something else besides blood redemption in Christ. Sure, folks call me old kook. They call me crazy, crackpot. Uh, if you want to, go ahead and do that. But my friend, it's your soul. It's your soul. I'm not to blame for your ignorance. I'm not. No, I'm not to blame. You can call me whatever you want to. But listen, your soul is at stake, not mine. My soul has been washed in the blood, and yours can be too if you take the blame for your sin. Have you ever taken the blame for your sin? My friend, I guess the greatest, I guess the greatest uh, monstrosity that we have in this life is that nobody takes the blame. Nobody takes the blame. No. Little old bitty children, they won't take the blame for nothing. They'll lie. They'll lie and then blame it off on Joe. They'll blame it on somebody. And then they come on up and they steal and they rob and they kill and they do And they, nobody takes the blame. Nobody. Nobody takes the blame. I've read where people were executed by the, by the, uh, in the electric chair used to be here in Louisiana. And they would go to the electric chair saying, I'm not to blame. It was not me. Oh, my friend. But you know what? You know how you get saved? Taking the blame. You're to blame, my friend, whether you ever take it or not. You're to blame. I'm to blame. But I'm not to blame for your ignorance. Would you ask the Lord to, to enlighten you? Salvation is not uh, wasn't made so hard that you can't be saved, my friend. You know what it takes to be saved? That old will to be broken. That old will to be made in submission to the will of God. Be like a, a lap dog, like a little, little puppy. You know, you pick up a little old puppy when they're first born, two or three weeks old, a month old. 
put them up in your lap and they go licking your hand. They want to lick your hand. They want to smell everything. And they're just a lap dog. That's what we become, a lap dog. Oh, my friend, I've told you many, many times, the old yellow dog in the backyard will know when you get saved. He will. That old dog laying there at the bottom of the steps when you go by all these years, you'd give him a kick in the rump, get him out of the way and give him maybe a cuss word or two. And uh, But when the Lord saves you, the Lord saves you, you know he'll know it. You don't even have to say nothing to him. He'll know it. He'll know it, my friend, just because of your disposition. And the old tomcat will know the same thing. Your wife will know the difference, my friend. And your children will know the difference. But the old trailblazer, I know because I've been there and done that, my friend. I know. I know exactly. I know exactly what happens. That wheel is broken. That old stubborn heart is broken, melted down like putty in the hand of a, of a sovereign God where the Lord can do with it as he pleases. And you say, well, well, no. The Lord don't have to save you, bud. The Lord don't have to save you, sister. The Lord don't have to save you. No, sir. He don't have to save you. Don't let anybody tell you that the Lord owes you something. The Lord doesn't owe you anything except to die and bust hell wide open because you sinned against a holy, sovereign, eternal God. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. It is a point under man wants to die. And after that, the judgment, my friend, all of that, is in the Lord's hand, but he said he came to seek and to save that which was lost, but nobody's lost. You know any lost folks? I don't. No. I ask folks, are you a sinner? Don't call me a sinner. I'm not a sinner. Well, I don't call you a sinner, but the Bible does. But this is the old trailblazer. And then remember the old trailblazer's address, the old trailblazer, post office box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you.